Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to Unlaced with Chalk and Bates. I'm Madison Chalk. And I'm Evan Bates. And we're Olympic ice dancers for Team USA. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. Welcome to another episode of Unlaced with Chalk and Bates. We have a special episode this week, as it's not just the two of us today. We have a guest with us. We do. It's a very special occasion. Today we have someone who the Wall Street Journal calls the most trusted name in figure skating. His single name moniker is becoming just as recognizable as the likes of Yuzu, Nathan, and Michelle. And he's here today to help us learn more about our own sport. We're so pleased to welcome Jackie Wong of Rocker Skating, or simply Jackie, to those in the skating world. That's just way too much, way too much of an introduction for me. But we didn't even include Jeopardy. (laughs) If you visit his Twitter, you'll see (laughs) he was on Jeopardy, and he was fantastic. Just getting to Jeopardy, I feel like, is a huge victory. And they dubbed you Skating analyst so it's official yes if jeopardy says so it is is official it's official (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining us today with the olympics upon us maybe a great opportunity to put out an educational episode for people who want to understand more about figure skating sounds great i mean thanks thanks for having me i mean i i I think there's a there's so much that we could talk about today um (laughs) but i am sure (laughs) You've got a good agenda for us to talk about. Yeah, we have a couple of points we want to talk to you about with you because we know we could just dive off the deep end and really get into figure skating, all the nitty gritty. But anyways, we thought, who better to talk about skating with than the consultant himself? So can we start with an introduction for our new listeners of who you are, how your multiple degrees from Stanford and Wharton prepared you to become the most trusted name in figure skating? (laughs) To be honest, I don't think any of those degrees did anything to help me become what I am with figure skating. <laughs> the architecture um, but degree I, didn't help? No, I, I actually, well, I mean, it, it, it kind of all helped in different ways. I mean, architecture has actually helped me do, uh, you know, kind of design my brand and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it, it's come in in different ways. Uh, but Jackie Wong, I... Uh, I am, I guess, a figure skating analyst. Um, some would call me a rogue blogger. Some would call me <laughs> the guy who tweets. Uh, I All I do is cover figure skating competitions. And, uh, you know, I, I, I started this thing 11 years ago, not really knowing where it would go. And here I am talking to the two of you, you know, having... having um, convinced somehow a lot of people that I'm actually decent at what I'm doing. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think we all know that you're the real deal based on, you know, this ability to call in real time, play by play, predict scores, run multiple events at the same time. How do you develop a skill set like that? Because it's unique. I don't know anybody in our sport who's like you. It's a lot of repetition. I, I do remember back in, I don't know, the early 2000s when I was at Stanford uh, for my undergrad, I remember 
at that point, I was doing a lot of skating, like collegiately, intercollegiately, if you will. Um, and uh, I, I got into like actually watching figure skating competitions. I go to like competitions that, you know, the San Jose rink run by Peninsula Figure Skating Club, right? And and I, I at that point, I the internet was all about like forums and message boards and stuff that was like figure skating message boards. And there'd be people who would like go to things that like report back on what people did and practices or like, you know, in competition. And I remember like sort of emulating that I'd have like my notepad out and I'd like jot down like what people did. And then when I, then like fast forward eight years, I, decided to get on Twitter after starting to write about figure skating. And I was like, what could I do that would sort of bring something different than what I've seen online, um, you know, on Twitter and on, you know, kind of news platforms of like, how do you cover figure skating? And I just started covering it by literally just being like, this is what happened just now <laughs> these are in, the a, facts. in a, in a program. <laughs> yeah. These are the facts of what happened just now in the program here are the scores and you can have it in real time as opposed to waiting, you know, 30 minutes, half an hour or you know, an hour, two hours for like some associated press article to come out that says like, you know, such and such scored 28.5 points. And it's like, okay, well that doesn't really matter to me anymore as a figure skating fan because it's over. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and like I, as a figure skating fan want to know what just happened why did it happen and what are the implications of of that for the rest of the competition and so i just kind of followed that um i guess guiding light of like what can i bring that's a little bit different and you know with a lot of repetition i've been tweeting a lot for the last <laughs> 10 years with a lot of repetition a lot of pattern recognition i am able to do things like you know, tweet three different things all at once because, you know, after a while, especially because I used to skate, like I, I know jump patterns, I know where things are going to go. So like, if something is happening, I will focus my eyes on that screen. And then once it's done, I can focus my eyes on something else. Right. And, and so um, the multitasking comes with both the experience of having done so much tweeting for the last 10 years and also the experience of being a figure skater myself and knowing what things are going to happen when because i know program patterns and of course your many degrees i'm and, sure and many degrees. play a part you have to multitask when you're, <laughs> many when you're at university <laughs> what impresses me the most is like when you do practice reports there will be like six skaters on the ice and you'll be able to account for every single jump that all six skaters did and i'm like how many eyeballs do you have like that's not like I always look to you whenever there's an event or even when we're at the event, I'm like, well, what did Jackie say? What did he think of this performance? Because like I myself, when I watch freestyle, I, I miss jump sometimes. Like I'm like, oh, what was that? Was it a toe? Was it a flip? I didn't really look at the the entry. And um, I'm like, well, say? well, Jackie will tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's super helpful look, I'll, for I'll, not only the skating fans, but the, the skaters, skaters, especially ice dancers well, such as. <laughs> well, um, well, thank you so much. I mean, I, I, I was, I, I, I go back to what I, when I was like 13 or 14 and like doing hours and hours of Mavis teaches typing and, and, you know, <laughs> getting my, 
110 words per minute um, record on 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 my computer game. So I think Amazing. that's that's where it comes from too. <laughs> so, <laughs> if people follow you during the games, what can they find on your page? And can you help them understand some of the figure skating jargon that we're used to seeing? But even some of it, I find on your page, like the the carrots, the the double carrots, the URs. I know those are under rotations, but um, yeah, people might see those in your tweets. Can you just explain a little bit of what the jargon is? So, so there are generally a few things that you would see in my Twitter. Uh, one is puns. Two <laughs> is gifts. Um, Three, three is, yeah, three is what I would, you know, what I would call my real play-by-play, which is after every, uh, especially freestyle program, I will um, put out what somebody did and what the scores are, depending on the occasion, especially if it's like the final group or final two groups, I will put out what they did, sort of a very quick analysis of what happened um, and what the implications might be, and then put out the scores. Um, and your point on like the, the jargon, um, usually what happens, it's, it's, it's generally jumps. Um, and you know, when you go to pair skating, you'll actually see a couple other things like lifts and, or not lifts, twists and, uh, and throws. I have not gotten proficient enough to call lifts quite yet because that's a, a, a whole different thing unto itself. But, um, uh, you know, that, those are the types of things, but you know, you will, you'll see kind of the same types of things, right? The, 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 the number of rotations on a jump, the jump name, um, and then any sort of like, uh, things about the jump that happened. Like if there's a hand down, if there's a foot down, if there's a step out, if there's a, if there's a fall and then the, the even more sort of esoteric things like, um, I will put you are for under rotation as opposed to one, um, uh, uh, minus or a less than sign which is usually what uh it is called in the um in the protocol sheets and then two less than signs means that it is in a downgrade and and so um so that gives you a sense of how how fully rotated those jumps are based on you know kind of real-time calls that i that i see and and you'll often see question marks because i am not always absolutely 100% certain whether or not that is the case. And those question marks will usually mean that um, the, the, the judging panel would be reviewing those jumps as well. Right. And you don't um, have, there's don't a new thing replay. this year. I don't have, replay. you do it in real time. Just your eyes. <laughs> Especially <laughs> a, yeah, everything, everything is eyes. And frankly, everything is eyes. And also um, what I've realized from what I, the way that I call is uh, the, the sort of, I guess, body motions of, a, of, of somebody who's jumping. Right. So, um, as a skater, I, I knew often when I would under rotate or especially downgrade something because of the way that I land and the way that my, my, especially my hips react to the way that I land. And, and oftentimes when you see stuff like that, um, you don't even have to look at the hook of the jump you can you can just tell that there's probably something there and that and and that they will probably get reviewed super impressive wow good to know i'll look at the hips <laughs> <laughs> um there's so much there's so much knowledge there like that's just it's so skillful what you do it's really impressive 
Um, we thought maybe it would be nice for new viewers and new fans of figure skating to have some maybe context for scores they might see at the Olympics. So, you know, you as an encyclopedia of figure skating maybe would be the person to ask, like, what's a good, what's a good score for say a men's long program? If, uh, if you kind of boil it up, um, the, the, uh, rules of thumb that I usually would think about are 200 and 260. And so if it's, uh, if it's, women's pairs and dance a total score of 200 would probably put you somewhere in the top eight at the olympics um 200 or above obviously and then a, a total score of 260 and above would probably get you in the top eight or so at the olympics um obviously it depends on what happens during that day and you know what 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 mistakes or what clean programs people do um, but that those would be what you would call good scores. Um, if you break it down, you know, the, the, that, right. Like the, the 200 and the 260, you'd usually see something like a one third to two third ratio of scores there. So for the men, it's, you know, 90 to a hundred would be a good score for a short program. And then, you know, if you take out the, the, the 260, right, then you're talking about a 160 or so um, for, for a free skate. Um, and then, you know, same thing with, you know, the women, it's like, if you're, if you're 75 to 80, that's a pretty good score. Um, uh, and then if you're at like 130 ish or so, um, that's a, that's a pretty good score. Um, you know, that, that, that all changes based on how, how everybody's doing. Um, as you all know, uh, you know, with, with dance, it's that 80 to 85 mark would get, get you a pretty good score. And then, um, the 120 ish mark would get you a pretty good score, right? Like that, that's usually the breakdown. Nice. That's that's super helpful. That's such (laughs) a nice little hack. Like that pairs women and dance kind of all fall around that 200 mark. Mm -hmm. And then men for yeah. men 260, like to a casual viewer, I feel like that's a great little mm-hmm. very good base tip to, to know. just yeah, have some context. Absolutely. So elegant, Jackie. Well, like we said earlier, you are known to call pretty much every event. Um, sometimes you call two events at, at once or multiple events at the same time, like you recently did with the US Championship and the Canadian Championship. And, but when it comes to ice dance, sometimes you just post after the event and we were just wondering, well, you have been doing more commentary lately for ice dance. Um, but do you feel like dance is not much, (laughs) Yeah, dance isn't quite as much of your forte? Um, and is there anything that we can do to help you call the dance in real time? Because I know our rules are different and maybe not as clear cut as it is to call a jump, a jump. What, what I'll say is, um, I, I tried not to put anything out there that I don't, I don't a hundred percent believe in, um, or at least 95% believe in, right? <laughs> like, obviously there's, there, there are times when I'm like, did I actually get that one right? Um, and, and for me as a freestyle skater, dance has always been the one that takes me more concentration to get to something that I could be like, yes, I can say something intelligent and also generally truthful right um like as 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 sort of accurate and factual as i can um and and it for dance it just requires that much more concentration 
And frankly, for me, um, it's, it is easier when you are in person actually being able to see stuff uh, as opposed to being it on a, a live stream, right? It's, it's easier to be able to, to see the, the nuances with um, not just whether or not people are uh, hitting the edges, right. Or hitting the turns, right. Or not hopping their turns or, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but also just, you know, the, the overall depth and power of everything. It, you, it just doesn't translate nearly as well on a live stream as it does in, in, in person. So um, it is one of the reasons why I, I, um, I don't tend to call dance as much um, during the season. If I'm being absolutely honest with you, it is it, one of the reasons is also just being able to actually take a little bit of a break. <laughs> um, we understand. And, and yeah. And, and knowing that, um, knowing that uh, it's, it's not necessarily my forte um, and, and there are probably other better sources out there to, to do that. I, I, I take a bit of a backseat. That is to say, I have when 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 a world's comes or when a, when an Olympics comes, I brush up on things a lot more, and I I, I tend to do a little bit more um, as as things happen, uh, you know, live at a world or an Olympics. Um, I you know got, gave myself a, a crash course on on the key points on the midnight blues pattern the uh, <laughs> a couple months ago and got some got some other pointers from other ice dancers just to you know figure out what it is that i i should be talking about and so um you know it's that kind of preparation that that uh, is a little bit different for me um going into ice dance um and to be honest with you like having done solo dance for a few years when i was doing intercollegiates um i you know the the amount of respect i have for ice dancers is just like i don't know how you all do it really <laughs> lots of well thank you lots of training <laughs> we um i saw a tweet from you from yeah. US championships that was like you were sitting with charlie white watching dance and then you said every time i watch dance i'm reminded that i should watch more dance and he was like i told you so yeah <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah i mean the the u.s nationals um really top 10 was just so phenomenal i i just um it was beyond my expectations when i watched it so. that's awesome that's nice. nice to hear yeah we're yeah. very proud of our sport it's u.s ice dance is strong it's very strong the field is deep so yeah just one more question you know twitter is an amazing tool but also can be a place where people can be pretty harsh and pretty critical. You, as someone who's very active on Twitter, someone who puts your opinion out there a lot, and you know, in a sport that's very subjective, how do you navigate that? Like, do you have to deal with a bunch of trolls? Do you like what is that experience like for you in that space? Uh, tr trolls left and right, for sure. <laughs> um, I would say no. I would I would say the vast majority of my interactions are positive slash um informative and educational i guess you know people are people will tweet at me to ask questions about things that they are genuinely curious about and i will um i will do my best to reply to to tweets it's just you know when when you're multitasking eight things at once sometimes it doesn't happen mm -hmm. but um you know I, I have learned to use the mute button very well well done <laughs> um I, I think yeah i you know it's Sometimes it's just you can't you can't please everyone, and there are going to be plenty of people who look at me as 
an American and will say I am biased toward American skaters and, um, you know, think they have the receipts to show for it. And no, we know you, it's not true. Everyone be nice <laughs> yeah. to Jackie. But, but, we must protect him at all costs. <laughs> He's a national treasure, <laughs> an international oh treasure. <laughs> he does so much for the sport. Yeah. You, you really Please be do nice. though. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do but, so much. Yeah, like you can't, you can't do anything about it. Yeah, but you can't do anything about it. It's you know, people people will have their their opinions, and they they will ascribe you as one thing and never change their minds about it. And so that's where the mute button comes in. <laughs> so you know, it does it does do do troll messages bother me? It obviously it does. Um, it it's it, it's just human nature to be to want to be able to be like, yeah, I, what I am doing, I believe in, and somebody tells me they don't believe in it and you know you 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 second guess yourself a little bit um and then somebody you know throws uh hateful things at you 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 have to take it and and figure out how to compartmentalize it so that's kind of how it works Mm. you seem to have a really good um perspective on that and we just we really appreciate you and what you've offered our sport and i think in the coming olympic games hopefully new viewers can use you as a resource as we all do in the skating world. So where can people find you? And I know you've got some awesome pins and some merch for sale. Um, can you talk a little bit about <laughs> rock, the rocker skating brand? Yeah, of course. Uh, find me on Twitter at rocker skating on Instagram at rocker skating. And, uh, my website is rockerskating.com. Um, as you said there, I, I have some merch for sale. It's, you know, it, it it's, hopefully fun for people who who uh want to support what i do in some way i you know i i try to put stuff out there as as uh as openly as possible like i don't believe in paywalls for what i do i don't believe in having to have a subscription for the stuff that i that i put out there it's you know somebody's going to copy and paste it and send it out anyway so it's like why 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 have people pay for it right but um you know uh, every little bit of support counts. Uh, there's, uh, there's merchandise, there's, uh, Olympics only, uh, limited edition pins that, 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 that I've made for this year. Those are great. Um, Those look so so cool. that's on, yeah, I haven't seen that's yet. on sale at rockerskating.com. Mm-hmm. I will bring, I will bring plenty to Beijing. <laughs> trust me on that one. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And we hope you get some rest and recovery before, the games begin. Thank you so much for your time, for everything you do, and we'll see you in Beijing. Yeah, see you there. Thanks for having me. This has been an episode of Unlaced with Chalk and Bates. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes. You can follow us on social media at Chalk Bates. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.